Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. A shooting across the street from a Raleigh middle school hospitalizes one person. What people who live nearby say needs to happen as the violence gets worse in the area. Shots ring out here at the Smith Recreation Center parking lot over the weekend. Four people are shot and one person is dead. Police are trying to determine if this had anything to do with the car in the swimming pool two months earlier. An investigation into the death of a man killed in a hunting accident. Now the community is stepping up to help his family. Who's under new frost? advisories just issued and wind temperatures could climb back near 80 degrees. Now at 7, one person is in the hospital after a shooting near a Raleigh Middle School. This was the scene for hours near Moore Square Magnet Middle School. Good evening, I'm Ashley Rowe. And I'm Dan Haggerty. For, for those of you who are wondering exactly where this is, this map gives you a pretty decent idea of where this shooting scene was in comparison to Moore Square and the middle school. Our breaking news coverage starting today shortly after police first got to the scene. WRL's Willie Danley joining us live now. Willie, uh, officers seem to be opening the streets around there right now. Yes, Ashley, I've been here for a few hours and this crime scene has just gotten a lot smaller. As you can see, officers are still investigating the shooting that took place earlier, but now they just have a portion of Martin Street and Bloodsworth blocked off. They're actually taking down some tape as we speak. Take a look at this footage that was taken by Sky 5 and you can see how close this shooting was to Moore Square Magnet Middle School. According to Raleigh Police, this all happened in a gravel parking lot across from the middle school around 2.45. When the officers got here, one person was suffering from a gunshot wound. He was taken to the hospital with serious injuries. I spoke to a man who lives right across the street from the middle school. He was in his living room working when he heard the gunfire. He tells me he's seen his fair share of crime living in this neighborhood. It's unfortunate that this happened, but I've seen a whole lot go on here. I've lived here, like I said, over 10 years and I've seen fights and car wrecks and, and it's first shooting, but, uh, I think there was a stabbing one time. Other people that I spoke to that live in this neighborhood say they think maybe police should step up their patrols in the area and it might deter some of that violence. As of now, Raleigh police do have one person in custody and connection to this shooting, but we are still working to figure out what exactly led up to the shooting. Back to you. Yeah, still a lot of unknowns in this case. Willie Denley live in Raleigh. Thank you. We can say it's about to get really chilly outside. Take a look. This is the map. The first frost advisory uh, since April, really. So get ready to bundle up. Meteorologist Kat Campbell in the WRL Severe Weather Center. And Kat, this is going to impact pretty much most of our viewers. Yes, almost all of the viewing areas included in the frost advisory. The coldest night ahead since April 11th. The only three counties not under the frost advisory are Hoke, Cumberland, and Sampson counties. But all of the trials triangle and really most of the viewing area you need to protect your pets and your plants tonight cover up the plants or bring them inside i will say frost typically forms at temperatures at or below 36 degrees so we're going to be borderline it's really going to be more of the low-lying spots in the rural areas that have the greater threat for frost 33 in roxborough you should certainly see it there 35 in southern pines and south hill 
Rocky Mountain, 36 degrees tonight, 38 in Raleigh, 37 in Durham, and 39 degrees in Fayetteville. Make sure that you cover up your vegetables. Pine straw mulch can be useful tools in insulating some of your sensitive plants outside tonight. But we're going to be in the 80s. The AC is going to be on again soon. I'll have the timeline for the big change coming up. Back and forth. All right, thanks, Kat. Family and friends are calling it a tragic accident. This weekend, this man, 36-year-old Chase Colas, was shot and killed while deer hunting in Northampton County. Wildlife officials are now looking into how this could have happened. WRL's Eric Miller has a story. Chase Colas had lived here in Fayetteville for years, spending his days working on cars and his free time hunting and fishing, a passion that ultimately proved fatal. Details are still few and far between. But friends say the fatal shot came Saturday afternoon at a hunting club in Northampton County that Chase Colas had visited for years. The only thing he loved more than hunting was Sierra. Paul Holt knew Colas well. Colas' wife, Sierra, worked for his company. She lights up every room she goes into, uh, and Chase was honestly one of the kindest people I think I've ever met. The Northampton County Sheriff's Office says both Colas and the person who shot him were out hunting when the fatal shot was fired. The North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission has taken over Colas's case. We're still in the very early hours of this thing. The family's still absolutely devastated. For his part, Paul Holt says he's hoping to ease the family's pain, starting this GoFundMe to help with Colu's medical and funeral costs. We can't bring Chase back, but what we can do is make sure that you know some of these other burdens are alleviated off of the family. And we'll have a link to that GoFundMe on our website, WRAL.com. Eric Miller, WRAL News, Fayetteville. Just so incredibly sad. And we have new information on this. A lieutenant with NC Wildlife says the shooter discharged a 12-gauge shotgun with double-aught buckshot, which struck Colas multiple times. He says he cannot stress enough how these incidents can be prevented with proper safety measures. He also confirmed that this is an ongoing investigation. WRL has learned the town of Nashville's HR director has been fired and the chief of police is suspended indefinitely. While the town investigated unspecified allegations against the two, Joyner says he wasn't told specifically why he was let go and plans to appeal. WRL asked the town manager why Joyner was fired and, and Chief Winstead was suspended. The town says this is a personnel matter and by state law they can't discuss any of the details. Some of the community though have concerns about the turmoil involving town leaders. Not entirely surprised that they can't talk about it, but at the same time, it still makes me wonder, you know, what what this will do to the neighborhood. Chief JT Winstead declined to speak with WRL about his suspension. State lawmakers are moving ahead with their new voting maps for Congress and the legislature. Republican leaders are backing a congressional map that would give Republicans 10 of North Carolina's 14 seats in the House. Democrats would get just three seats and one would be a toss-up. The state is closely divided politically. Democrats say the GOP is giving itself too much of a political advantage. But Republican leaders say they're doing what the law allows them to do. The Senate is expected to vote on the congressional map tomorrow, and then it has to pass the House before becoming law. We are learning more about a quadruple shooting over the weekend in Fayetteville that left one man dead. You can see the, the bullet holes here in the wreck window. Uh, this is where it happened. Police say the victim is 31-year-old Emmanuel Smith. Three others were wounded. WRAL Fayetteville reporter Gilbert Bays talked with police who are still searching for a suspect. 
Well, the incident happened in the parking lot here at Smith Recreation Center. We're told multiple shots were fired. One of the bullets even ended up in the building. This bullet hole through the front window of the Smith Recreation Center is a staunch reminder of what happened out here Saturday night. Police say a crowd was gathered in the parking lot when all of a sudden shots rang out. Officers responded to the 1500 block of Slater Avenue, but it was a shot spotter um, notification as well as multiple 911 calls saying that there was a shooting and someone had been shot. We're told 31-year-old Emmanuel Smith and three others were shot and taken to Cape Fear Valley Medical Center. That's where Smith died. In August, in the same parking lot, shots rang out and a car ended up in the center swimming pool during a Stop the Violence balloon release for Lorenzo McLaughlin Jr. Police say McLaughlin was shot and killed July 29th near the intersection of Stanberry Street and Primrose Drive. Devontae McLean and his brother Andre McLean are charged with his murder. All this playing out in neighborhoods along the Murchison Road corridor. It's an area near Fayetteville State University that city leaders have vowed to improve. So we're going to put the full concentration of the city's government to take out the bad actors to make sure that those people are held accountable for their actions. But at the end of the day, this is a wonderful community that is ready to embrace the change. Right now, investigators are working to learn if the incident in August and the one over the weekend are connected. We don't know. We can't say that it's related, but we can't say that it's not. They're still investigating it. So this is an ongoing investigation. Fayetteville Police right now asking anyone that has any information about what happened out here Saturday night to give them a call. In Fayetteville, Gilbert Bays, WREL News. We're told two of the other victims have been treated and released. A female victim remains in the hospital. 32 tech hubs have been identified by federal leaders and nowhere in North Carolina made the list. Just ahead, we speak to the Department of Commerce on what this means moving forward. Plus, we now know just how many people attended this year's state fair. Maybe you were one of them. We're gonna share the number after the break. Well, here's a headline I think a lot of people found surprising. NC doesn't make tech hub lists. So the Biden administration has identified 31 areas in the U.S. as these tech hubs, and North Carolina didn't make the cut. While South Carolina, Virginia, Georgia, and Puerto Rico are among the states where cities did make the cut. Joining us to help explain what this really means for North Carolina, why it was left off that list, Dr. John Harden, an executive director on our state's Department of Commerce. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, glad to be here. Yeah, so explain. Explain this list to me a little bit more closely, carefully here. Why wasn't North Carolina on this list? We're always talking about how this is an area for tech development and growth. Right. So what this means is this is a list that was developed by the U.S. Economic Development Administration as part of a grant funding opportunity. And so North Carolina, as you know, is already known as a high-tech state and is a leader. And so we did apply for a tech hub. We did not receive one of those tech hubs, but all that means is we are not eligible to apply in this round for additional funding. However, there were two teams in North Carolina that received another type of award under this federal funding opportunity called strategy development grants. And those teams will receive up to $500,000 to apply in the second round. 
you know, this is a great example of why you should read the entire story. Don't stop at the headline. There's a lot more nuance to it. Right. Uh, of course, North Carolina remains a, a leader in the tech category. So aside from this, these other grants that we're, uh, that we're getting, what are some of the things that this region is doing to continue to stay at the top of the list and be a powerhouse in the tech sector, recruiting the best companies and employees here? Well, as you probably know, North Carolina for the last two years has been named the best state for business by CNBC. And one of the reasons that we received that ranking is because we are such a high-tech state. High-tech jobs tend to pay higher than average salaries and grow faster. And so that means that creates a larger multiplier effect for the entire economy, a big spillover effect. We have a strong workforce here strong economic development system with the North Carolina Department of Commerce and the Economic Development Partnership of North Carolina. And they're firing on all cylinders right now to make sure that North Carolina stays a tech hub. All right, Dr. John Harden, we'll continue to check in with you. Thanks for your time tonight. Thank you. Free mammograms are available for the next two weeks over at WakeMed. Dozens of women came out for a mammogram today at WakeMed's Raleigh Medical Park on Sunnybrook Road. The hospital specifically is looking to help women who do not have health insurance. These screenings are potentially life-saving. I mean, we had about uh, 300 or so people scheduled to get this done today. Um, all the uninsured um, patients. Um, it's pretty much full and packed. Last year, more than 250 women participated. The free mammograms will be available now through November 2nd. Let's take a live look at RDU. This is where a new international flight will soon take its first flight out of the airport. Air France will start flying from Raleigh to Paris starting next Monday. The flight will operate three times each week. Then in March, there will be daily service to Paris. Air, France's, Air France is RDU's 15th airline. Lufthansa announced in September it was number 16. A spokesperson for the airport says this is a sign of the continued growth that we've seen at RDU. 2019 set a record with just over 14 million passengers coming through, and 2023 is on pace to exceed that. Starting today, the town of Chapel Hill will start collecting leaves. Now through mid-February, crews will collect leaves piled behind curbs for residences within town limits. You'll need to place loose leaves behind the curb or drainage ditch to ensure they're picked up. It's, it's here and it's gone. The, uh, the 2023 State Fair has is, is come and gone, and here we know uh, now how many people actually went through it during all that time. Oh, so many people. The yeah. fair ended its 11-day run with a strong final weekend that pushed total attendance to 926,425. Other fair highlights included a new auction record for the livestock sale of champions, strong participation for Hunger Relief Day, and competitive entries. It was fun. It fun, was so fun. Fun time this year. And I met people from, from so far away, too, from upstate New York. People drove Me down. There. It was very cool. Yeah, thanks to everybody who stopped by to say yeah. hello. Hey, it's time to get your tickets for the Triangle's newest walk-through holiday light event. This looks really fun at the DBAP. It'll be transforming into Woolies Winter Wonderland, bringing joy and holiday fun to families and friends across our viewing area. November 22nd is when it starts. It goes all the way through New Year's Eve. And you can enjoy shopping out there, get your picture with Santa, take a ride on the holiday train. So much family fun to be had. The tickets can be purchased right now by visiting DurhamBulls.com. Oh, there's so many holiday 
decorations and everything out at all of the stores. But let's just get through the fall first. It's such a beautiful time of year, right, Kat? It's going to feel like a winter wonderland here. <laughs> we got a little bit of everything coming up this week. It's going to feel like summer, too, but I've been promised a sleigh ride out there at the winter wonderland. So I'll be looking forward to it in December. For now, you know, it's beautiful. The foliage really starting to pop in parts of our area. Tomorrow morning, it will be frigid when you wake up. 38 degrees, a little bit of a taste of more wintry weather. It will be chilly to start with a threat of a frost, but look at the afternoon. By Sunday afternoon, 86 degrees. So we're going from the 30s early in the week all the way to the mid 80s by the weekend. And we've got a stretch of 80s coming our way. Friday, we're at 82, not quite near the record of 87. Saturday, 85, awfully close to the record of 86. Set back more than a, a, a hundred years ago. And then looking at Sunday, that's the day when we're most likely to break the record. 83 is the record. We're forecasting 86 on Sunday. This is why we see such a significant warm up. This is the jet stream pattern. Notice the jet stream, the dividing line between the cooler and the warmer air shifts well to our north up into Canada. And that means we are going to be on the warm side of the jet stream. It's going to be warm as this ridge of high pressure builds in. That's what drives high temperatures into the 80s. But high pressure also has sinking air. So we're going to see a nice dry forecast for us over the next week. Of course, if you need some rain, not great news. However, if you need to get something out done outside, you need to get some painting done, your car washed, anything like that, it is going to be a nice week to do it. We don't have any rain chances in the forecast on our seven day. But make sure that you are dressing in layers. It's frigid to start with the threat of the frost tomorrow morning in the upper 30s. Once we get to noon, though, we're already going to be in the mid 60s, 64 by noon, and our high tomorrow up to 73 degrees. It's going to be a warm afternoon out there. Clear skies in the forecast, and that is why the WRL Tower is lit up blue tonight. If you drive by on Western Boulevard, be sure to check it out. I also want to update you on the tropics. Hurricane Tammy is about 700 miles south of Bermuda. It's moving to the northeast at about seven miles per hour, and then it takes a sharp turn toward the west as we get into the end of the week. As it does that, it will be weakening from a hurricane to a tropical storm. Still impacts are possible for Bermuda over the weekend, and then the long-term trajectory of this system Still somewhat uncertain. Most models are showing it getting engulfed in a trough and just kind of fizzling out, moving around a little bit. But we'll keep an eye on it for you over the next week to make sure there's no farther trek to the west in that system. Here's our big warm up coming our way. 73 tomorrow is the coolest on our seven day in terms of the highs. After that, we are stair stepping up each day, 80 by Thursday. And we stay in the 80s all the way through at least next Monday, mid 80s for three days in a row as we head toward the end of October. Hard to believe we go right wow. from the 30s to the 80s. Open the pools back up, you yeah, know? Exactly. Oh, I had my daughter's Halloween costume all figured out for cooler weather. Now I've got to just come up with a new plan. Thank you, Kat. Dreamville fans, get ready. We now know when the festival is making its return to Raleigh. When it's coming back and the best chances you'll have to get some tickets next. You can listen to this newscast as a podcast. The WRAL News Daily Podcast features entire newscasts from beginning to end. Morning, noon, evening, and now the 7 p.m. newscasts are added to the podcast each day. You can find WRAL News Daily in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.
So Dreamville, we got the dates now. They dropped uh, when the event will be back next year. That's so popular. Jay Cole, who grew up in Fayetteville, bringing back the Music Fest on April 6th and 7th of 2024. You can get your pre-sale password by signing up at dreamvillefest.com. Dreamville organizers said 50,000 people per day attended this year's two-day festival, representing a record-breaking 23 countries, four continents, and all 50 U.S. Getting, states, if you can believe it. It's getting bigger every single year, too. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Good news to pass along. A beagle mix named Jackson is doing just fine after a scary fall into a mine shaft yes. over the weekend. Look at this video. It happened in Gold Hill. Uh, it, there was a large crew that ran to his rescue. Jackson fell down there about 20 feet. It's an unmarked mine shaft. It's right in someone's backyard. Here's the group that saved him. Volunteer fire department, other Rowan County rescuers. They all joined in to help him out. Jackson was unharmed. Uh, which is really great news. And there he is. Looking, he's looking much better, don't you think? Reunited with his family. That's a lot of people yes. for one dog. <laughs> exactly. Wow, amazing. So uh, football stadiums and other sports complexes were built to bring people together. But you might be shocked by some of the history behind a few of these sites. Yeah, a brand new WREL documentary, Ghosts in the Stadium, is the story of four iconic stadiums in the Carolinas and their links to the painful history of race relations in the U.S., WRL investigative documentary reporter Kristen Severance and WRL sports anchor Chris Lee teamed up to uncover these secrets, including who Keenan Memorial Stadium at UNC Chapel Hill was named after in the early 1900s. I learned that William Rand Keenan, the person who Keenan Stadium is named after, was a part of a brigade of men who helped to kill uh, a bunch of uh, black folks in Wilmington in 1898. One of the problems with William Rand Keenan's memory is that the most consequential thing that he ever did has been the very thing that's been left out. In 2018, the university took down the plaque honoring William Rand Keenan Sr. and replaced it with a plaque honoring his son. We'll explain how the change happened and why some historians believe more transparency is needed on UNC's campus about all of this. You can watch Ghosts in the Stadium Wednesday night at 7.30 on WREL.com. Another sad love song earned him a spot on Team Legend. And tomorrow, North Carolina native Caleb Sasser hopes to leave the crowd smiling after this week's battle rounds on The Voice. And it's all because of The UNC Pembroke graduate had a jaw-dropping debut in the blind auditions, earning him four chair turns. The stunning performance secured his spot on Team Legend. You can watch Caleb battle it out tomorrow at 8 o'clock on WRL. Good luck. He's got the goods. I hope He's so. He's got the goods. Thanks for joining us here on WRL News. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WRL. Good night. Keep watching WRL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.